Hey guys, my name is Morten. I'm Henny. Uh, we're from Flip Normals, and in today's video, we're doing another Q&A. So thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. This is going to be a character-related Q&A. Very exciting. Very exciting. So let's start with the first question from, from Flaming Pillow. He asks, as an aspiring modeler, how important is it to have original designs? Can we stick to modeling stuff slash characters based off other people's designs, i.e. draw this in your own style, or is it important that we create our models from our own designs? Question mark. I would say yes, it's totally okay to not use <laughs> your own designs. I would, In fact, I would recommend you not use your own designs. When you use your own designs, you first off have to be really good at designing. Yeah. And as a, if you're doing, if you want to be a character modeler, you are not a concept artist. No, you are like. <laughs> building the characters up. It's kind of like somebody's designed a car, and you got to build a car. You yeah. don't have to be great at designing a car to do it. You know, you got to be good at setting up the engine and the chassis and all that. It's like that here. If you spend, and unless you spend so much time as a concept artist where you can really design good designs, I would highly recommend that you stick to an existing IP or you use somebody else's original concept art who know what they're doing. Yeah, there's gonna be, I mean, I definitely wouldn't discourage people from also trying to develop their own concepts and getting good at like concepting characters. But when you're doing a portfolio, let's say it's your first portfolio or whatever, uh, you're probably already struggling just doing one thing mm -hmm. and trying to expand into what we've talked about multiple times, probably being one of the hardest professions within art, like doing concept art, your concepts most likely just aren't going to be as good as someone who's, you know, it's their job. It's what they've chose to focus on. This was something that took me a long time to accept. Like it's a hard pill mm. to swallow. I'm like, God damn, but I want to do concepts as well. <laughs> just like, my concepts just weren't as good as the no. people who just only did concept art. Not to say that people can't do concept art and 3D concept art at the same time and not be amazing because those people exist. Uh, that just, that wasn't me at least. Yeah, if I could redo something for my reel when I got into the VFX industry, I would have I would have used more of not my own concept art. I would have gone to art station and found some good art art and asked the art artist's permission for it and built that. Yeah. Because the major weakness I had, I felt wasn't so much technically building it, topology or sculpting or that. It was really just a design thing. Yeah. And you're struggling with shape language. And I didn't really think about that until a few years after I got into the industry that that was wasn't something you weren't supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, all the time you spend on working up the concept is time you could spend making another character. Yeah. So you know that's that's what you're if, if that's what you're going for, or if it's like hard surface spaceship or something. There's probably someone out there who specializes in only doing hard surface spaceships, mm. um, and they're just going to be way better. So you know, again, it's not to discourage people from doing concepting, or like only doing concepting, only doing three D uh, characters and, and whatever. It's just. Figuring out like how to best use your time, I think. Yeah, there was somebody who was who had a little Twitter rant about this a few days ago, ah, and, they so, were, yeah. and they were talking about stop saying you shouldn't use fan art in your portfolio. You should totally use fan art, and I I totally agree. But I think one of the the problems when people say fan art is they're thinking back to deviant art, Harry Potter mm -hmm. fan art back from two thousand three when it was just terrible. You have these like <laughs> stiff manga figures, <laughs> and it just doesn't look very good. But if you rephrase fan art into existing IPs, suddenly that sounds a lot better. Yeah. If you want to model Daniel Radcliffe from Harry Potter, awesome, do that. Yeah. But you know, don't do the shitty fan art stuff yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah, it's 
I think, I mean, there are a lot of people who have now built their careers on just doing fan art. Absolutely. And I wouldn't discourage people from not doing that. It's, you know, you, you have the solid skill. Let's say you're doing 2D, you're painting and, and drawing and stuff. You have a solid skill, which is painting and drawing. Uh, but maybe your eye for design or the skill of building that isn't something you've prioritized a lot. Maybe spend your energy just, you know, it's like copying the concept of someone else. That's mm. not what I'm talking about, but just like taking something that already exists because then again, it might be better for you to spend your time that way. And you can also show the recruiter and the person interviewing you or reviewing your portfolio that you are really good at replicating a concept. If you, as a modeler, you do this so much yeah. where you you've given a concept make this yeah. and now you're just showing you have this exact skill you more often is you get make this concept here into this model instead of we have nothing yeah it's happened yeah. a few times but it's so rare it's so rare and i think you know just just of that like just that's what you do especially as a modeler you just replicate what you're given yeah so if, if that's the job you're going for then maybe you know think exactly. about that if you're applying for a job and then we have a quite long question, which we are going to paraphrase. <laughs> What's the secret of capturing the likeness? I heard you guys say, I don't want to do likeness now because it takes it takes so much time. The question is, is essentially, we keep saying, we don't want to do likeness in this video because yeah. it's so incredibly tricky to do. So I think, Why? <laughs> like for me personally, uh, I, I, I just can't do likeness. Mm. Like that, I'm just not good enough. Like it's it, maybe with time. Sure. Maybe I could. I don't know. But. It's again, it's kind of going back to that other question of should I do fan art kind of thing. Um, it takes so little to make whatever, let's say you're doing a likeness sculpt of, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio or something. It takes so little to make it not look like him, but kind of look like mm. him. I know that the purpose of, I don't know, I often feel like when people say likeness sculpts, it's just because they couldn't catch like they couldn't actually make it look like the mm. the actor, whatever they were doing. Um, and I feel like that's been the case for me as well. Like trying to capture likeness is so hard because what makes that person that person? It could be like, oh, the caruncular on the left eye is like rotated 10 degrees up here. And like the eyes are spaced apart a little bit. We've seen this in VFX so much. Like if you take a, a scan of an actor and you just make it symmetrical, all of a sudden it just kind of looks like their cousin. Yeah. Like it doesn't look like the actor anymore. Like you have... Uh, someone like, um, I always forget his name, the James Bond actor. Oh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. His face is messed up. Like, it's just like it's broken. <laughs> like, just broken. But you wouldn't see that if you just looked at pictures. No, exactly. Because you never really, it's so rare that you look at someone like straight on. Mm. But there's always something goes on that, that goes on when you look at them from the side. So when you look at Daniel, I was going to call him Radcliffe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daniel Craig, and you make him symmetrical, all of a sudden his face just, it doesn't look like him anymore. Yeah, and sometimes you are looking at scans of famous actors and you're like, who the hell is this? And you're like, oh, it's, uh, what's his name? Thor. Chris Hemsworth. It's Chris Hemsworth. All it's right, okay. Thor. We got each other's back. Here. <laughs> yeah, see, this is what we have. <laughs> and you're looking at it and you, of course, you know his face, but you're like, this is, there is no way it's him. And, and yeah. But it's a literal scan of him. Yeah. And if a scan doesn't look like the person, <laughs> how the hell are you supposed to do it if you're sculpting him? Yeah. And there are a few different reasons for this one is if you okay let's take mr james bond here yeah now you shave him yeah you remove his eyebrows his eyelashes his teeth <laughs> because of course you know you don't necessarily have the teeth if you're doing the sculpting you have to insert them 
and you know you remove his color, his skin color, his hair, everything is gone. He has his eyes closed. Yeah. You know you're not gonna recognize him. No, there's so many extra like features that go on yeah. top of the face. Um, like eyebrows for me is such a big one. Mm. Like eyebrows just just frame the face in such an amazing yeah. way. So when you when you take away eyebrows, especially from older people that can sometimes have quite pronounced eyebrows, especially with darker hair and stuff. Uh, it just doesn't look like the person anymore. No, beard, exactly. beard plays such a huge role in, in men with big beards, obviously. Uh, it can change the entire silhouette of the face. So, like, you take... You look at um, Kratos from, like, the new God of War. Hmm. And you look at the the stuff that Grissetti did for it, and Kratos looks amazing. But, like, with a beard, he just looks way <laughs> more amazing. You yeah. take away the beard, you go like... I mean, yeah, now he kind of looks like he's going to stab me. But with the beard, he looks like he's going to beat me to death with an axe. Yeah, he looks like he's going to beat, like, the gods up with an axe <laughs> exactly. with his fists. But you take away the beard, it doesn't. It looks like a different person. Yeah, Completely exactly. different person. Yeah, and then you also have all the technical challenges here as well. Like, if you have a scan and you're just going to replicate that, that's one thing. But if you're looking at, at replicating a famous actor, you're going to Google and you're going, like, Jennifer Lawrence. You don't know the focal length this is shot with. And if you don't know what a focal length is, you are so much more in trouble. Yeah. I didn't know what this was when I first started because I didn't know anything about photography. Yeah. So now you're you're finding all these photos and you're lining them up. And it looks really good from this angle, but not from this. And you have no idea why it doesn't match. Yeah. And you, it's, you know, the lighting is completely different. One might be, t- one is taken with a 90 millimeter camera, another one with a 17 millimeter. Completely different look for it. Yeah. It's like if you go in ZBrush and hit the P key to disable perspective, it doesn't look like the same thing anymore. <laughs> no. And so you just don't you just don't have have any of that info. And then like Morton was talking about, nobody is symmetrical. Yeah. Like not even the famous people. Sorry guys. Yeah, they're surprisingly not symmetrical yeah. when you start to look at their scans. Exactly. So if you don't get all of these things here right, you can have a hard time. So we did a video where we we did a sculptor, Morton did a sculptor of like a Matt Damon face. And in the beginning, you were just going like. Not gonna look like him. I'm gonna make it look like a person. Because now we can focus on the fundamentals of sculpting, like yeah. getting the cheekbones right, getting the eye proportions, getting the lips right. But if you're if you're gonna sculpt Matt Damon, now you're talking about two millimeters here, yeah. three millimeters here. It's it's so tricky to replicate. For me, likeness or like replicating a face is like like one to one or whatever you want to do, is it's like a separate skill. Yeah. And I think it's one that you really have to work on. That's why you see the people that do it well, do it really well, but there just aren't that many around yeah. that can actually do it. Um, it's maybe, maybe it's a skill that uh, we could work on, but I feel like it's not something that I want to prioritize. No. And in the effects, the way this is done is you have scans of yeah. people. Like, honestly, you straight up have scans. All right, next question is from Scott Daniel Burns, and he asks, what are the most important aspects for a character artist to display to have a chance at a junior position? That is an excellent question. My thinking when it comes to what should a character artist have in his portfolio is it's really you should be show good figure sculpting. I find that figure sculpting is really the core of everything you're doing. So yeah. whenever I whenever I talk to people who want to become character artists, I always tell them go back to figure sculpting, do do studies, do as much as you can from different like do Bernini studies, do studies of scans and all that kind of stuff. Not saying that you're gonna have a have a portfolio here only with studies of like gray shaded stuff and ZBrush, but that's really the foundation. Yeah. Because one of the hard things when it comes to figure art isn't necessarily like doing the fine details on a character or something. It's no. really the whole core. It's 
balance of it. It's the gesture. It's the appeal of the character. So if you get that right, everything else would just kind of follow along. Yeah, and that's the thing that just takes a long time. Yeah, It's like the, the foundation of, of having good figure sculpting and understanding form and gesture, uh, you know, weight, proportions, all that stuff. It takes years to learn. Yeah. You know, it takes years to learn and even longer to master. And I don't think it's something that you ever really master. I'm nowhere close. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that's, yeah, like it's the same. It's, it's definitely like the most important thing. Yeah. And then, of course, on top of that, you know, like I said, you can't just have really nice sculpts. You need to be functional as well. You need to have, let's say you're going for games, you need to show that you can be used for games. Mm. You need to actually understand the tech of it, how to optimize different kind of things, you need to know terminology, all these kind of things. But... I feel that kind of stuff is secondary because you do that, you build that kind of stuff after you have got a good grasp of the foundations. Yeah. Not saying that you should only do figure sculpting and none of the others. You can you can do some figure sculpting, then you can try to take a character through to learn to learn everything. But I highly recommend that you really take figure sculpting seriously. Yeah. That's but also like as a disclaimer, I think it's important to note that, at least in my view, uh, like a character art position or a character position isn't really a junior position. No. If you're some kind of genius, sure, but they don't really exist. So I probably wouldn't recommend people going in for a character position if it's like your first or second job or something like that. You have to keep in mind that if you're hired as a character artist, you're not just going in there just to sculpt. No. Like there's there's all the other stuff in the pipeline that you've never experienced before that sort of separates someone who is more senior uh, from someone who's junior. Because you need to be able to take a character all the way through a pipeline. You need to be able to accommodate whatever pipeline the company is using, uh, the way their software is set up and the way that they handle everything. And that's something that a junior hasn't necessarily had experience with. Yeah, if you have unlimited amount of time and you're outside a pipeline, doing characters, it's still hard, but it's like this hard. But when you're dealing with people in a production and the model is rigged, yeah. you've got to get a displacement map out and the UVs just changed and you have to change the topology, it's like this hard. Yeah. Like now you're talking about wrestling a whole hierarchy of things and you have to be able to do all the hacky things for in order to get stuff right. It's it's honestly quite challenging. Yeah, because like you, you would think as a character artist you have a lot of time to work on the character, but you don't. Like most of your time is spent... You go to dailies, you submit yeah. your changes. Oh, our submitter doesn't work. Talk to this <laughs> dude over yeah. here in R&D. And then, okay, you've got to submit changes that, that rigging needs. Okay, you've got to tweak some UV stuff. Yeah. You still haven't gotten to the list of stuff you need to do today, no. but there's a lot of other things that you need to accommodate for other people in the pipeline as well. Uh, so it's, it's just really tricky. And that's the kind of stuff you're not going to know um, coming in as a junior. Even though, even if you might leave, like, you might be just out of the Florence Academy and you've been doing amazing sculpting and you've been getting used to ZBrush, uh, you might not still be what they're looking for because you don't have any actual experience. Yeah, exactly. So next question is, when you guys started sculpting characters, was it bad or were you guys good from the beginning? I just started sculpting and all my characters are an abomination. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get any bad better with practice. It always gets better with practice. As long as you don't practice bad, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, everyone is bad. In the beginning, uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't like no one is born as a genius and being able to create. No, no, I'm saying that we're genius at a, at a sculpting, but it's just everyone is bad, yeah. and then they just get progressively less bad and less bad. I I think it's very rare that you run into 
artists, character artists, concept artists, whatever they do, that go like, I am a great artist. No. There's always, cause there's always stuff that you need to improve. Like, so no, we weren't like particularly good in the beginning. We've gotten better for sure, but there's so much more to learn. Yeah. There's always more to learn. There's always going to be someone who's better than us. Always like miles better. And then maybe if you feel like, okay, I'm pretty good in this area, then you look like, just look a little bit left. Oh man, this person, he's really good in this area. So mm. now I want to get better at that as well. It's a constant struggle of getting better and better. And no one is born being good. I was absolute trash at the <laughs> beginning. And it's like you said, like, you don't feel like you're good. You just feel like you're getting less worse. Yeah. Like the better you get, the more insecure you become. This is a thing I've seen with so many people where people who are honestly quite fresh, they would rate their own skills far higher yeah. than somebody who, somebody who's far more senior. I've seen that where I, I've been teaching people in class, uh, like when I was working in the field and I was, I was a character artist and I would rate my skills lower than like a mid student there who had done it for like six months. Yeah. And, and that's just because the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. There's... I would rate my own skills far lower now than like <laughs> five years ago, to be honest, just because I, I've, I've just been destroyed so much in those yeah, years. Because <laughs> like, it, I think it's so true what you say about like, the more you learn, the when you, usually like you figure out that, you, oh, okay, there's like a whole other world that I still don't know. Yeah. Um, and then you feel like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm this good now, but all of a sudden your eyes have opened up and now you see like, okay, there's like a hundred more things that I could be better at. Whereas in the beginning, when you're just starting out, maybe there's like, you're only able to perceive three things, which is, okay, I got to sculpt and re-apologize and then render. And then as you get further along, it's more like, okay, I got to sculpt and then I got to worry about the figure and proportions and stuff. Silhouettes should oppose it now. Okay, then I just mm. read topology. I go back again and it's like, okay, there's this specific anatomy does this for the cheeks. And you just keep discovering more and more things. So your stuff feels like it's getting worse and worse. Yeah, it really does. And then if you, of course, if you object to look at your stuff, it's a lot better now than it was five years ago. What are you feeling? <laughs> and you become like so obsessed about different things like maybe you, you spend like six months just sculpting hands because you just can't get just this plane change here right damn it but in the beginning you're just like i mean looks like sausage but it's fine yeah that's a hand yeah because it was so much better than what you could do beforehand yeah so I, we're, to answer your question has our stuff been bad oh yeah yeah oh you bet everyone stuff i've seen has been I mean, nobody I've seen who's starting out has been amazing. Apart from this one guy who messaged us, who apparently was really, really good. From After the like one week of sea yeah. or something. Which is funny, but you know, apart from him. I've, I've heard from him being the only, I'm not saying, like he wasn't, I, I, I don't know, I'm not saying anything. He was just like, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> like, no one, no one is born good. No. Um, yeah, it's not like, it's, yeah. No, I just don't think people are. No. And I don't think people are, like, that's, maybe it's a personal opinion, but I don't think people are born with an, an inherent talent. No. I really think it comes down to how you've lived your life and what you do. Like, if you, maybe you drew a lot or you started sculpting, you built stuff when you were a kid, maybe you have a more of a, like, you're better at perceiving stuff in 3D, that kind of thing. But, you know, there's always room for you to grow and you can always become better and, like, yeah, there's always room for that. And what you alluded to here before as well is that you can practice wrong. Yeah, you can 100%. definitely practice the wrong thing. I mean, with everything, you can go to the gym and you can become weaker because you get injured and everything. Yeah. Same same thing here as well. If you just keep sculpting without any reference, 
you're most likely not getting better. You might get better pure sculpting technique, like the mastery of a brush might be better. Yeah. But ultimately, it's not going to get better because you have nothing to compare it to. You just know your sculpt is here, but it doesn't compare to something over here, or you don't know where it is. Like I've seen people that I've worked with in uh, in like in uh, in sorry, in production where they were hired as artists and technically they're very good at what they were doing, but they. I mean, what they did was trash. Like, it wasn't actually good work, but they knew it technically so well. They knew yeah. the software or whatever they knew um, that they could they could do all the technical things, but it was just like they lacked the fundamental knowledge. Yeah. Um, so that's that's also one of the indicators that you probably practice wrong. Yeah, so first make sure that objectively is your stuff not getting better. If it's not, yeah. you need to you need to shake something up. But make just know that every single person who's seeing an art station who is the best person in the world... <laughs> Was you know it was a kid once. They were also the worst person at some point. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think this sums up our little character art cue. Yeah. So thank you so much for watching. We are going to be definitely doing more of these in the future. Just uh, follow us on all social media where we usually post when we're doing questions, when we're yeah. collecting questions. So if you have any questions, just follow us on anywhere really, and Facebook, keep, Twitter, keep an eye out, YouTube, any anywhere really. Yeah. So. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And turn on notifications so you get notified every time we put out a new video. Thanks for watching. Thanks, guys.